Welcome to our listeners. Uh, This is Mark Waterfield, President and Owner of Public Agency Training Council. Thank you so much for listening in on our PATC podcast. Public Agency Training Council is the country's largest and longest-running provider of seminars for police and fire, jail officials, other first responders. And we have a podcast that we present our instructors and others with interest in the uh, public safety community to discuss new developments and new products and services. With us today is one of our instructors, Tim Randall. Tim, uh, how are you? Doing good. Great to be here, Mark. And uh, you you are calling in from where? Boise, Idaho. All right. And that's where you live. Is that right? Yeah, we live just uh, here in the mountains of Idaho. And uh, I'm originally from Los Angeles. We moved to Idaho here quite a few years ago and uh, just enjoy uh, the outdoor activities. Actually, as soon as I'm done here, I'm going skiing. Good deal. Good deal. Have you had a lot of snow? Yeah, it's been a good year. We've got a lot of good snow this year. So, yeah, it's been a good season. Fantastic. Uh, so, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself uh, and your background. So, uh, I guess, as I said, I'm originally from Los Angeles, started my law enforcement career down there, and then we uh, I moved to Idaho here, and uh, I worked for a uh, local agency here for 31 years and, and retired from there. Uh, during the course of that career, I spent uh, most of my time in investigations as a criminal investigator and also spent a lot of time working with hiring, recruitment, and background of new officers. Since I've retired, I still work for an agency. Uh, my old chief went to uh, as a chief of another agency about two hours south of where I live here, a town called Twin Falls. So I work for him uh, part-time, helping him with his uh, hiring, recruitment, and background. Also been, uh, for about nine years, been working with the Public Agency Training Council, doing training. Now, uh, also that uh, we are uh, starting uh, this new service as far as offering background investigations uh, to agencies. So try to stay busy doing stuff. Fantastic. Uh, you do try to stay busy. Uh, what are some of your hobbies? Well, I just, like I say, enjoy the outdoors. Uh, this time being winter, uh, I live right below a ski resort. So I do a lot of skiing in the winter, uh, in the summertime in that. I, uh, motorcycles, do a lot of motorcycle terrain, riding my bicycle, kayaking, hiking, climbing, just, um, you know, all around outdoor activities. And of course, fishing. That's right. We we did get out and did some uh, did some fly fishing. That was a good time. Absolutely. Uh, tell our audience about some of the classes that you teach. So I teach um, three basic classes. I teach a basic uh, criminal investigation class. Uh, I also teach a interview and interrogation course. And then also the class I've been uh, doing a lot lately is a class on recruitment, hiring, retention, and background, where this is uh, seems to be a hot topic right now as far as finding uh, good candidates, hiring good candidates, also vetting good candidates. And so it's uh, like I say, I'm, I'm no expert in anything. I've just been uh, just a cop that did this for a lot of years and learned a lot of things along the way and, and now get to be able to share some of these things uh, that I've learned. And so, um, so yeah, we, we offer those in in-person training. We also have webinars uh, specifically for background investigators to help them and teach them how to do background investigations. We have also contracted with several agencies, help them as far as setting up their background process. Uh, we just recently uh, contracted with a um, university police department that had several campuses around the state, had probably about 16 investigators doing backgrounds, and they lacked the training and standardization as far as the process. And so we work with them as far as, again, standardizing their process, training their investigators on how to do uh, backgrounds. And that's one of the things that 
agencies tend to be lacking in as far as the background investigators having trained background investigators. A lot of times we'll use our investigators and we have good trained investigators, but uh, a background investigation is just a little bit different as far as uh, the information we're looking for, how we get that information. And so it's important that uh, agencies have investigators that are trained to do backgrounds. So now you're rolling out a new venture called PATC Backgrounds? Yeah. So, you know, we find that there's a lot of agencies that just don't have the manpower or the resources or the training in that to do sufficient backgrounds. We felt that we could offer this at a you know reasonable cost to help agencies to do sufficient backgrounds. Because if you're a bigger agency, you probably have people that you can do that. But it's usually the smaller agencies that don't hire as many people that do that as much, that have the consistency or the training or the quality as far as the backgrounds that they do. And so, again, we're just trying to offer a service here that hopefully that those that don't have the ability to do those things that we can possibly help them out. And how do you go about doing that? You can go online and you can find all kinds of different, you know, background investigations and, and things like that. And so, but it's important to look at what you're actually getting for what you're spending. I mean, you can get background investigations for $39.99, but all you're getting is somebody who is running their name through databases looking for something that is bad. And there's a whole lot more to a, a background than just seeing if you can locate anything bad on them. No tickets, no arrests lawsuits, things like that. The, the background itself is, is more important is, is getting to know that candidate and uh, making sure that they have in the character to be a police officer. There's no underlying issues that might surface during their employment. Also that, that we're making sure that they're the fit. You know, not every officer is a perfect fit for every agency. There's a culture, there's a person to person fit, there's a person to agency fit. And so we go into great detail to look at personalities and that as far as, you know, is this the right person for this agency? Are there specific steps that you take uh, in that regard? Some of the things, again, ours, ours are very thorough and in-depth, and some of the areas where I see that are lacking as far as in background investigations is that we actually interview the candidate personally. I don't believe that a background investigator can do a sufficient background unless they've actually met and talked to that candidate. And so many background investigators are just working from the paperwork that's provided to them. But I, I believe that you really need to know that individual. And so we do an actual personal interview with them. We also go over every bit of information that they have provided during the process because there's a whole lot more information you can get from a person of them checking a box, yes or no, as opposed to asking that question and having and how they answer that question. We go in great detail with them. We also, we make personal contact with all of their references, whether work references, personal references, things like that. Again, because there's a whole lot more information you get in talking personally to somebody rather than sending a form out to somebody and have them fill that form out and get it back to you. We also do an in-depth internet and social media search. We use search engines that we can locate information on people. We also do an in-depth internet search on an individual. We also search their social media, look for any indications, both good or bad, in their social media. And again, we have tools that, that we can use to access a lot of that information. We also go into great depth uh, into their education. Uh, we don't just look and see if they have a high school diploma or a college. We go into great depth and look at the classes they took. We look at the grades they took and do they have the, the cognitive and functional skills that we think we, they will need to be able to go through through the training. We also look at their finances. <clears throat> One of the reasons we look at finances, there used to be this uh, idea that we looked at finances because 
if somebody had financial problem that they could be susceptible to a bribe. And I guess that could still be the case. But I think more important that a person's financial history says a lot about the person, says a lot about their character, says a lot about their ability to make good decisions, commitments, and things like that. We also look into in great detail into their family dynamics, spousal dynamics. As far as work, we go into great detail looking at not just whether they do a good job at work, but what is their socialization? What is their interaction with other uh, people at work? We also look at a lot of other things. We look for any indications of possible addictive behaviors, whether it be drugs, alcohol, sex, pornography, uh, gambling. Again, backgrounds don't go into great detail. When I teach the class on background investigation and I talk about asking them about pornography and the questions that we ask them, some people are uncomfortable with that or they say it's not illegal to look at pornography. And that's true. But if we're finding that with pornography and also other things that people have have some serious addictions, if you hire a person that has an addiction to pornography, I guarantee you it it will show itself on the job. Likewise, with any other kind of compulsive or addictive behaviors, you know, whether it be, you know, dealing with sex or drugs, alcohol or things like that. We really look in depth and uh, and it's not just, again, about finding bad things about people. It's about character. For instance, you know, uh, in my background investigation class, I talk about, you know, moral character and I question candidates if they've ever cheated on their spouse, you know, what their background is there. And some people are, again, uncomfortable with asking that. Some people say, you know, it's really none of our business. Again, it's all about character. If people are doing things they don't want other people to know about, whether it's illegal or not, okay, those that's those are character flaws. And now somebody asks, you know, so well, just because somebody stepped out on their wife or something one time, you're not going to hire them. I said, no, that's not the case at all. What this is, is they're like puzzle pieces. And individually by themselves, they really mean nothing. But as you put these puzzle pieces together of all these different things, then a picture will emerge of this person, good bad, indifferent, whatever. And so that's the importance of getting a lot of information and detailed information. Another thing that we do in this process, a process of what we call a longevity assessment. And a longevity assessment Hmm. is basically a statistical measure of career expectancy. Is we look at the candidate at how long, what's the reality that they'll be there a year from now? What's the reality that they'll make it through training? What's the reality is that they'll be there five years from now? And we do that to help the agency to kind of make, again, a decision on if this is a person that looks like they have bigger aspirations or they want to be at a different agency or something, but yet you can get three, four years out of them before they leave, you know, then maybe, yes, maybe we will hire them. And if that's worth it to get that many years out of them, because again, the the turnover rate in law enforcement has gone up. Um, We also, again, just the amount of applicants that we're getting um, has gone down. You know, it used to be we'd have one or two openings and we'd have, you know, 100 people apply for one opening. We don't have that luxury now. And so now we have to, before we didn't even really have to recruit. We just advertised and we saw who applied, but we can't do that anymore. We have to actually take an active recruiting stance where we actually go out, look for the people we want and convince them to come to work for us. The other thing is when you're talking about background is who's going to do your backgrounds and how much does it cost? I know there's agencies that say we we can't afford to, you know, do a background. And the reality is you can't afford not to do one. Um, All it takes is one candidate, one lawsuit to, you know, outprice that cost of doing a a thorough background. And so it's really important that, again, that, that they do that. So there are different ways that agencies can do that. 
one is that you have your investigators, you know, do those backgrounds. And that's when I was a detective. That's one of the things that we used to do. We used to get assigned backgrounds. The problem with that is oftentimes they're good investigators, but they're not trained in doing background investigations, which is different than a criminal investigation. Second of all, these investigators already have a caseload. They got more work they can do. And now either that work suffers to do the background or the background takes a long time because they don't have time to work on that background. You know, if you're a big enough agency and you have a unit and people are hired to do that. Now, another trend for agents to do is to hire retired cops. Again, it's one of the things I do work for an agency. And I know several agencies do it is they hire back retired cops to work on a part-time basis doing background investigations for them. Good experienced investigators, you're paying them just a, an hourly wage. You don't have to pay them benefits to do those. And then the other resources then is just is contracting out the background investigation. And again, there's, you can go online and find lots and lots of companies that, that can do that for different prices and stuff. But the key is, is to find one that's doing again, a thorough um, background investigation, because the problem with when we, if we, we have this term called a gypsy cop, that we get these cops that they get themselves in trouble and, and then agencies, instead of firing them, they give them the option to resign, which is, it makes it easier on the agency to get rid of them. And then this person can just disappear, but then they can get picked up by another agency and they may not know unless they do a thorough background investigation. And so we get these cops that, you know, go from agency to agency that just do a lot of uh, destruction. And so <clears throat> these background investigations get important in, in, in trying to find them and root out those kind of problems. And so it's important, again, that you, you know, have a, a quality background. <clears throat> again, you can, different price ranges in that and what we charge may seem expensive to some, but the reality is if you really look at it on paper is if you hire people, pay benefits, or if you're doing cheaper ones, you know, what you don't get as far as that background. And so what's happening, and you can just you, go to, you know, Google this or go to YouTube and see case after case where agencies are being sued because they're hiring these gypsy cops or these bad cops. And <clears throat> they're not finding out about the, these underlying problems, which when it comes out in the news, whatever, anybody else can find that information very quickly. And so not only does that officer get sued, but then the agency is going to get sued for what they did. But now on top of that, what they're doing is they're also suing for negligent hiring. In other words, that the agency should have known about these things before hiring this officer. And, uh, and then that, again, where the price tag Absolutely. really starts to go up. And, Absolutely. And you being so a, right, a labor attorney, you understand right. that. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, this sounds like a very dynamic tool and one that departments very much need. So if a listener was interested in retaining PATC backgrounds, how would they go about doing that? Basically, if they just, they can call our office or call me personally. And my phone number is uh, 208-859-3106. Or just go on to patc.com to our website. We have contact information there. We can tell you in detail as far as what we can do for you. We can quote you a price. We then will sign a contract and then uh, do the background investigations for you. And then we will set that up. We will send you out all the materials that you need to fill out and do the background. Uh, we will then assign a background investigator to the case. They will contact and meet with the, the candidate uh, and then conduct that background. Now, one of the things about backgrounds too is that the turnaround time. One of the things with agencies and losing people and that is taking too long in the process to, to get them processed and they'll, you know, would might go to another agency. We can do most backgrounds in a turnaround of about two to three 
three weeks, unless there are unusual circumstances. But we can we can do turnarounds on on backgrounds in about two to three weeks. Uh, again, it's 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 quick, it's effective, it's in depth, it's detailed, and again, thorough as far as that sounds great. I, I really appreciate your explanation of this. It, it seems like a fantastic program. Got the contact information there, and thank you so much for visiting with us today and informing our listeners about PATC backgrounds. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at podcast one at gmail.com. One.